We're doing our Advent series leading up to Christmas, and today the focus is on love. It makes sense. I mean, the great thing about Christmas is it just, it focuses you if you, if you allow it to. And then you, you start to get it right away. It's like, yeah, that's what it's about. That's, that's what it's about. You can get distracted, of course, as we all can by, you know, too many things in the wrong direction. And, but Christmas is very, very simple. It's about love and God's love for us. And so I want to read, this is 1 John chapter 4. And I heard someone say this recently, and it made so much sense to me. They said, once you find the truth, the truth is always very simple. Have you, ever, have you ever found that to be true? Like something in life and like some person's just talking a mile a minute and they're making up all kinds of words and things and trying to really hard to sell you on something and you just kind of get this thing in your gut that goes, mm, I'm not sure. And then the, 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 the real truth, the, the real stuff is often just incredibly simple. And usually when you get to the simple things, then you know you're, Right there, you found it. First John 4, verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Now, that might seem like, well, that's just the, the most obvious and simple statement. And, and I, you know, it was snowing, and you made me drive out here for that. Love comes from God. Everybody knows that. But do we? Or have we thought about that? Let me back up a minute. We're all um, intrigued naturally with the idea of love. And sure, romantic love, that's part of it, but just any kind of love. The other day, um, we, we took Charlie to her, her Christmas pad, whatever, what, what is it, concert. There we go, it's a concert. And uh, all the parents get in there, you know, and, uh, and all the kids got their little... Their, their outfits on, and they have been practicing at the school, and um, they, they come parading out. And oh, by the way, they come parading out. Every single kid, every single kid in the school has like a red sweater on and like a black skirt or black pants, except one. <laughs> huh? There was one little girl that was dressed in gold bling from head to toe, bling, gold, blinging. I mean, if you didn't know better, you would have thought we were celebrating the birth of Charlie, not the birth of Christ. And she was right in the middle and everybody was dressed in red flanking her and she was just eating it up. Evidently, some parents don't read their emails very well. But they got to doing their songs and they were singing and you can tell, you can tell whose kids are up there just by turning your head, right? Like the first class goes up and Charlie's not in there. So I'm just looking around the room and then you could see these parents just making eye contact and gestures and a little bit of worry and a little bit, do it honey and, and all of that. You could just see them straining to connect. Love is just like this. When the concert's over, the kids get down and they start to, they have food and they start to play and this little girl comes over, one of Charlie's friends, 
Um, Charlie's, man, th- there, there can't be, I don't know, four, four white kids in this whole school. Um, most of them are uh, uh, Indian, Japanese, other Asian descents, and uh, African-American, and, and um, but they, you know, they haven't been taught hate yet. They haven't been taught all this stuff, right, that people try to teach them. So they just love each other. They just love each other. And so one of Charlie's really good friends is a little girl named Samuji. And so they come over, and uh, another one of her friends, and they hug each other. And this is what happens immediately. The parents all did something instinctively. They all stopped and go, oh. And I noticed it didn't matter if you were Japanese or Asian, or Latino, everybody had the exact same reaction. Why is that? Why? You thought about it? Like, you don't have to do that. You just be like, oh, geez, kid. But everybody just stopped and did awe, and then two or three parents grabbed their cameras. Because it's like, we, we know that's right. Something in our gut. Does your gut ever tell you what? This is right. These two little kids, just, oh, look at, oh. And then, of course, parents try to get them to manufacture it. Do that again, you know, and it's over. I I, I was reading the, the work of a paleontologist and Jesuit scholar. You know, and in this guy, um, Pierre Tehard de Chardin. Now, probably doesn't mean anything to you, but um, he got, you know, his writings removed from the Catholic Church. So he, he was banned from teaching and banned from writing and banned from publishing. And they sent him to China to study rocks, which he did for 20 years. You know the problem with sending people away for 20 years? They get to think even more. How many know, like, some of us don't have time to think? Is this true? Like, we're just too busy. Like, no, I don't, I don't think anymore. I stopped thinking when I was 24. <laughs> now I just react. I run and react. But, you know, if you get sent away, he's, a, he's away. There he is. And he's studying rocks. And he is. That's why some of the greatest writings in the world and in the Scripture were written from jail. Think, think about it. But anyway, he writes something. Because he has a spiritual background and training, and then he's got a doctorate studying rocks, rock formations. And this is what he wrote. Love is the very structure of the universe. You gotta think about that one for a while. You just gotta put that away. That's how it all works. Whether you're talking about gravity, gravitational forces, bonding, guys who study it over and over again, it says there's something about we're just drawn, we're drawn to come together. It's the same reason that you're gonna cry this week, watching a Christmas movie. Well, if you're a sappy like me. Huh? Why? They got all these Hallmark. I cry at the Hallmark. I know what's coming. It's a Hallmark. 
I don't know what's coming. Anybody? You kind of cry a little bit. Like, a little dog or, you know, this or that. We, we are... We are drawn to love no matter how hard we would even try to resist it. Deep down in our DNA, we know that's right. You feel it. That's why you cry. Love feels right. That feels right to me. That feels right. Let us love one another for love comes from God or it's a God thing. Love is a God thing. I would even have something for the atheists listening or, you know, if it so bothers you to say God, just say love is the, comes from how it's all put together and you can fill in the blank differently if that's more helpful to you. But if you get the idea that the foundation of it all is love, that will change. We either understand this and we embrace it or we resist it. That's why it always feels good when you're involved in doing loving things. You will always feel good. Always. You get involved doing loving things, you're going to feel good. And when you're not, you're not going to feel good. Um... Yeah, speaking of, I think, you know, uh, we, were, we were watching Everest last night on TV, and, you know, they're climbing Mount Everest, and uh, this guy is a very experienced guide, and he knows, he knows the mountain, and he's trying to help people get there, and this one guy talks him into going to the top after he missed the window, and they know how, they know how this mountain works, and they know what you can do and what you cannot do, but he's a very strong climber, and he's a very good guide, and... This guy begged and pleaded, and he's like, this is my only chance, and I'm like, so close, it's right there. He said, no, you have to go back. You have to turn down now. Please, I'll never get a chance to touch that summit the rest of my life. So begrudgingly, he gave in to him, took him to the top. And if you saw the movie, they both died. Why? You can't fight the mountain. You can't fix your own rules. You cannot fight the flow, I'll call love the great flow. You can't fight it. So I think it should be about hate. Good for you. Uh, I think it should be about vengeance. I think it should be about religion. I think it should be, it, it doesn't matter what you think. It's the mountain. The mountain wins. Love wins. So you can structure your life to go with the flow of how, this is the nature of reality. You can get in that flow or you can try to go against it. It's just a flow. It's a continual outpouring of God's love, which is what Christmas is. It's the outpouring of God's love. And you receive it and then you give it and you get in the flow just like that. And you need to receive it to be able to give it. And you, you need to continually receive it and to continually give it. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. There's a lot of people that say they know God. You know, I had a guy call me the other day, call the church. Um, call the church, you know, talked, you know, got the message 
Chris, can, there's someone that's called. They really just need to talk to a pastor. You know, and, and, you know, emergencies happen, right? So whenever I can, I can't always, but when I can, I learn try to, try to drop what you're doing. So I, I could drop what I was doing and take this call. Uh, maybe it was one of you or, you know, one of your children or something. And so I get on the phone, and this guy starts talking to me about how... <laughs> how bad my teaching is about the nature of God. And if I really knew God, I would not talk about such and such, the Trinity or something. I don't know. I had to forget what his angle was. You know, like, he knew God. And he was doing the world a favor by getting me straight, right? And I was nice for like a while. <laughs> I, I was. I was well, sir, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. And, and finally, I, I just kept saying, you know, I, I don't know. I just go, I don't know. Because here's one of the things, like, I don't know. And by the way, if you could know everything about God and you have the perfect, that, that's what in the Old Testament they called an idol. I got all, I got all the edges. He's, he's right here, and he's not over here because that's what you, when you chisel an idol, you have an edge. You cut, and like, well, God's not over here because I cut him here. It's beyond, it's, the scripture says he's beyond our finding out. Like, you know, I could have just, played Bible bingo with him and just beat him to a bludgeon pulp, which he wanted to do, you know? But I, I, just, I just hung up on him. I, didn't, I mean, sometimes that's all you can do. I like, God bless you, sir. God bless you. Have a you know, Merry Christmas. That's true. It happened. I didn't feel good about it, but I kept saying, I, I don't argue. I don't, no, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. I, I, but it was never, well, thank you, sir, for taking your time and dropping all that you're doing. It was, I'm going to tell you, I know God, and you don't. You aren't. Whoever loves knows God. Sometimes the people with all the God labels and the Jesus labels and the Bible labels and the churchy labels... You ever been in a situation like that and there was a thing that it, it was not love? You're like, hmm, there's a lot of churchy stuff, but I don't, I'm not feeling the love. And on the other hand, you, you can be in a place and they don't ever mention God, they don't ever mention, but it's love. He was trying to cross over and say, look, this is, this is not about how you label yourself. This is about how you love. Because if you love, you've tapped into it. You found it, whether you can label it well or not. Hmm? Anybody ever know how to make a great, a great dish, a great, you know, steak? I mean, once you taste it, it's like, who cares what, how you got there? I don't care what you call this. Just give me some more. <laughs> Love is just the experience, and if you, if you taste it, if you touch it, you'll know. You'll know, oh yeah, this is God. This is God. <laughs> Whoever does not love does not know God. That was the worst feeling. That was the, the ickiest phone call. It was. It was just, I was getting just so sad for like, Two and a half hours. 
Because I'm like, I don't, what am I, I can yell at you. You know, we can argue. I think he, he wanted to argue, man. He, I know these people. Like, ah. And I just wasn't, I mean, I don't want to hang up on him, but I'm like, you know, yeah, got to go. But I didn't feel good. You're, because we don't resonate with non-love. We don't resonate with it. It doesn't feel good to us. I didn't feel good for like the rest of the day. But when you get yourself in the flow, you get it. Hmm? This, this year for Christmas, we're doing the gift away. We want to be in the flow. You know. We want to give to foster families. We want to give to kids in Uganda. We want to be in the flow. And whether it's partnering with those or something else that means something to you, that's, it doesn't matter. But I will just tell you this, just get in the flow. Because then you'll know God. You'll know God. <laughs> and you've done it. Some of you have your own projects. You do things and you give and you're in that flow and you know that feeling. And you don't have to have a God label over the top of it. That's not the point. It's not the label. It's the, it's the flow. It's like, yeah, that's the right thing to do. It feels right. You will always resonate when you're in the flow, when you're near the flow. You will always be drawn. You'll want to be in it. You want to be closer.